Welcome to the Covation Center podcast and the From Bars to Business series. This series focuses on the challenges of reentry for the justice involved and how businesses can benefit from hiring them and make a positive difference in their lives. This podcast is funded through a grant from the First Community Foundation Partnership of Pennsylvania. Hi, welcome back to the Bars to Business podcast. Today, and I say this every time, it is a distinct pleasure and honor. I'm talking to Shay Zwerver from the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources at DCNR here in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, Shay. Thanks for having me, Dr. Brady. Now, I understand that you have a very interesting program at DCNR that works with the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Uh, basically providing training and perhaps education to inmates in in natural resources areas. What what is this program? Yes, yes. we started the program, we started piloting it back in 2017. And at the time, I was one of the Pennsylvania's DCNR's uh, state urban forestry coordinators. And we were hearing, you know, from a lot of people in the urban forestry or also tree service, tree care sector, that they were experiencing a need for workers, you know, and when I say workers to the career path in tree care, you know, you might start out as a ground operations specialist or, you know, grounds person, and then you can advance and become an arborist or tree climber and then, or work on utility line clearance and become a foreman eventually. So the tree care industry was experiencing this demand and we piloted a training program in arboriculture at one of the minimum security facilities in Pennsylvania. And since then, um, there were 12 men that went through the program. It was a multi-month program. In total, it was probably ran about 65 hours in length. And after those two months, there was an individual who was released. He reached out to us and we got him placed with a tree care company within two weeks of his release. And so it kind of the program's just built on itself over time. We still do it every year at the same facility and we continue to expand it into other areas, um, which I can talk well, about. Really quickly, you, you said yes. it very, very quickly in passing, arboriculture Arboriculture, Arbor Day. I know Arbor Day is the day we celebrate trees. So arboriculture is is what specifically? The study of looking at like an individual tree as a system, a biological system. So instead of like silviculture, which is associated more with traditional forestry and the study of, you know, forest systems, arboriculture is more of looking at a, you know, individual tree. Okay. So this is where maybe I would be looking at someone with an arboriculture background if I was maybe having a peach orchard or an apple orchard and I need to make sure each tree is cared for. Sure. Yeah. Or you hire an arborist to come if you have a tree, a large oak tree in your front yard that you need to be, you know, trimmed or pruned or, you know, removed and taken down, you would call an arborist. Okay, great. Thank you. Now, you mentioned you have, you've expanded into some other programs. I think there's another fancy yes. word you can use here. <laughs> Riparian buffers? Is that, <laughs> yes. You do something with that too? Yes. So it was in 2018, 2019, and my colleagues within the DCNR Bureau of Forestry, um, you know, were 
DCNR, the state has the goal of planting, you know, 95,000 acres of riparian forested buffer to help clean up, you know, water quality in Pennsylvania. And then it's also 86,000 acres, a goal of 86,000 acres of, you know, riparian forest buffer to be planted just within the Chesapeake Bay watershed to help clean up the Chesapeake Bay water quality. So my colleagues, you know, we're working with partners to install these riparian forest buffers. We also call them streamside buffers, might be easier um, to remember. And they, we've been installing them and we're experiencing, you know, our partners and, and us are experiencing, you know, a need for um, people to maintain these buffers once they're planted. They have to be mowed and, you know, invasive species, plant species have to be removed so that the trees and shrubs can can grow and perform their, you know, optimally and help filter out stormwater runoff. And so the, there was this lacking, you know, um, workforce to help maintain these buffers. And so our colleague, you know, my colleagues at DCNR said, Hey, can we, let's pilot a, let's do a riparian, we call it the riparian buffer vocational training. And so we went to Huntington state correctional institution and Yep, it was a multi-week oh, from August to October of 2019, we piloted a vocational training. And what's unique is we did start incorporating, we've tried it twice now, um, a class in entrepreneurship to, you know, in hopes that maybe some of these individuals, you know, want to start their own businesses once they get out in, in landscaping and buffer maintenance or tree care. Um, what's nice is, you know, you can, once you get into tree care, you can kind of have a larger server's portfolio and do landscaping or buffer maintenance, tree care. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that you're talking not only about them going out and having a skill where they can get hired, but that you're helping them find ways perhaps to create their own business. And one of the things we have here at the Covation Center, our mission is to work with entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so this fits into both of those. And actually one mm -hmm. of our, our early, early phrases that we would use is for people who, for whatever reason, couldn't get a job, we wanted to help them make a job. And checking a box is one of those things that unfortunately keeps people from being able to get a job. Yes. Now, do, does DCNR or does Department of Corrections, do, do either of you have a program in place uh, to help them post-release? Or do we really rely on the local community release programs? Yeah, that's a great question and something that I've been, you know, tr yeah, that's kind of kind of a challenge that we've been trying to overcome is, you know, one, we're working at state facilities, right? So the individuals that are housed there are, are going to be released to all over the state. So even though we might do, for example, at the Huntington, we did the riparian buffer vocational training, you know, if they go back to like Lancaster area, we're putting in a lot of buffers in the Lancaster area. So there might be more jobs in that, you know, there, but if they go back to the Northwest, you know, the demand might, it's going to be different depending where they're released to. Um, mm. But, uh, but yeah, so the, we help right now, how it works is if individuals, because it's kind of on a, it's still on a smaller scale, we're just doing this at two state correctional institutions, the individuals will reach out to me post-release and say, I am really interested in this. And, you know, through those conversations, we'll help connect them with businesses in their community where they return to. Um, 
you know, one of the earliest examples, I was speaking about that gentleman who was released in the first cohort, and he actually went back to the Virginia area and said, hey, I'm going back. And what was good is he reached out, you know, before he was released. And he said, I'm, you know, I see parole in January. I'm going back to Norfolk, Virginia. And can you start helping me, you know, make connections in that area? And we were able to do that and connected him with a large tree care company actually Aspland um, in Norfolk, Virginia. He got a job within two weeks. And then since then he's moved into a smaller tree care business, but still in Virginia. That's awesome. So, it really is. So yeah, it'd be nice to build a more formal kind of pipeline, but having those connections with local businesses is really helpful and knowing what their need is. And what's nice is we can tailor the training depending on what businesses needs are. So the first year, you know, after we piloted this, the aboriculture focused training, I would reach out to small tree care companies to have those conversations. Like, you know, one, do you hire people with backgrounds and what are you seeing? You know, what are those skills that you're finding you're, you're lacking or people aren't coming to you with that we could help. And a lot of small um, tree care companies said, you know, if, if they had even just knowledge and pesticide application, that would really be helpful. There is a, you know, pesticide application certification, but just even the basic knowledge. So we started incorporating pesticide applicator, you know, um, training into those programs as well. So I'm, I'm hoping at some point, and I say this, not even in jest, I'm hoping at some point you teach them how to get rid of autumn olives or Russian olives or whatever those things are called <laughs> right. that seem to be taking over Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, we do. That's one of the, um, we like that class at the, cause we will talk about tree identification and invasive species identification. And then we can go out and take walks and, and we actually identify. And it's like, you know, the autumn olive is one in multifloral rows. We see them a lot. So it's like in barberry and we're like, what is, the, you know, so that those definitely start to get ingrained. They're like, that's autumn olive. Yeah, we have them all up and down our third of a mile long driveway, and I love them. They taste great, oh. and I haven't made any jelly with it yet, but it has completely taken over a hillside, and, and yeah, I don't like that part of it. Um, yeah, but so uh, we we work with businesses, mm -hmm. and one of the things I do like is that we shouldn't have to rely necessarily on your organization to push people to us. We should appreciate what you are doing in, in the training. What is a way? What is a way that our businesses, our our orchards that we work with, because I work with farmers, uh, or some of our landscaping companies, could reach out to you all with your program? Do they reach out to you directly? Is there a website we should take them to? Yes, we did receive a grant. We're working on putting a website up, but yes, they can reach out to me directly. And I think you know, feel free to share my email. Um, and yeah, so that hopefully we can kind of create a, a pipeline. And I do, you know, if there are business owners or operators or, you know, just employers who want to volunteer to come in and talk about kind of the career path that they chose or even opportunities within their field, um, talking, you know, we had, I, and I mentioned the entrepreneurship class we had at the buffer training, but there were three individuals that, you know, were owner and operators of businesses. They came in and they talked about how they got started. You know, what does a day-to-day -day look like in that um, if they were to get a job with their company? Uh, I'll also put a plug in the Department of Corrections. They do have job fairs at every state correctional institution. So if businesses wanted to participate in those, they could reach out to the individual institution. And, I, you know, I think it's a tabling event. Okay, I haven't great. been to one. And, so. and, and I will just tie it back to several of the other conversations we've had here recently. 
Another great opportunity is to work through CareerLink, who also does go to Department of Corrections on a regular basis with training opportunities and job fairs as well. Well, well, thank you very much for this. This is very informative. These are the types of things that I love hearing about where we, uh, people are in a, in a, for whatever reason, they're in a situation that has created even more barriers. And programs like this help us take down mm-hmm. some of those barriers and help people get jobs and put their lives back together in a way that mm-hmm. uh, may be better than it was beforehand. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Hopefully you found it informative and please listen to the remaining parts of this multi-part series as we explore the ways businesses can be successful in hiring and providing support for justice-involved individuals. We encourage you to check out the other resources the Covation Center has for small business owners. Visit our website at covationcenter.org and be sure to watch our video series on YouTube. Just search for Covation Center. We provide various videos designed to help you start and grow your small business. Until next time, have a great day.